0: Hello.
1: Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Welcome back to the ca- Com The <laughs> I, ca- said, I said Comcast. Comcast. Podcast.
0: Um. So this week we're going to blast through some ideas together. We just watched an incredible work of breathtaking, staggering work of breathtaking genius.
1: I don't know if I would uh, label... It, all those things.
0: Well, it was Jerry Bruckenheimer's finest. Um, <laughs> t- Top Gun 2 Maverick uh, is what we're going to start our podcast talking about today. If you're not familiar with the first Top Gun, it's on Netflix right now. We're not being sponsored. <laughs> but it's there if you want to brush up on your uh, Ameri- American exceptionalism uh, cinematosphere. Uh, cinematic
1: yeah. Well, I would say probably 99% of the movies made in this country are kind (laughs) of like that.
0: Have you ever read that, like, list that's, like, movies funded by the American military, the U.S. military? No. There's, like, a master list. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Because, you know, American cinema is a wing of of propaganda of this government and its, you know...
1: Yeah, not that media Military industrial (laughs) (laughs) complex.
0: Yeah. Um, But... We won't get so into that right now. Um, Did you ever watch Top Gun when you were a kid?
1: No. I can't remember when I saw it, but I think it was a little bit... Like, I was at least, like, an older teen slash young adult.
0: But you were really into planes as a kid.
1: Yeah. I was super into aviation as a child. We may have talked about this, but... um, yeah, my dream was to be a pilot, specifically a fighter pilot, and become a test pilot so I could fly back-engineered UFOs. That was my plan as a child.
0: And up until you were in college, right, basically?
1: Um, I think when I was in college, I was kind of maybe more going towards to being an uh, airline pilot. Oh, okay. That's what I originally studied in college was I was going to get an airway science degree, so I was at a university that had a flight program and I was flying planes and I almost <laughs> almost joined the navy uh I think there was like a career fair or something like that and they sent uh naval aviators to our program to recruit people to target the youth and they were going to give give you like 20 grand a year for the next four years nice um to do you didn't have to spend it just <coughs> on school you could spend it on whatever you wanted wow um but the stipulation was you had to and you were going to get a guaranteed fighter spot which is at least back then it was really hard to get because everyone wants to be a fighter pilot mm. but as long as you could pass the physical you were going to get a guaranteed fighter spot is
0: so that something to do with nine eleven um, recruiting efforts
1: probably yeah yeah, yeah. um and the only the stipulation was you have you had to sign on for ten years. If it had been eight years, I probably would have spent eight years on an aircraft carrier. Wow. But I was like, there's no way I'm spending my twenties fucking stuck on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> so it was ten years, but, you said. Yeah, it was ten years. I don't know, at that point I was learning more a little bit about like geopolitics and I was like, mm, You were waking I, up. I really wanted to like I'm an adrenaline junkie. I just wanted to fly the fastest fucking things and be able to, yeah, do that for a job. But yeah, as I learned more about geopolitics, I was like, I don't really want to go around the world killing other brown people because that's essentially what I would have been doing. Um,
0: Well, bless your heart for having that self awareness because a lot of people get, you know. Yeah. You
1: know, enticed
0: into that and, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hurt, I s- I'm still sad that I didn't get to fly the fancy toys. So that's what part I of to do for a long time. So that's part of the
0: appeal to you of going to see Top Gun, which because I kind of drag my heels, I was like, "You want to go to like a military, like industrial complex like, propaganda film?" I just want to see the
1: planes, <laughs> <laughs> I like planes, I like go fast.
0: And I'll admit that when I was a kid, I loved Top Gun. I had a crush on Goose. I thought Goose was really cute. Someone who used to babysit me, one of my parents' friends, I think they had that movie, so I think we watched yeah. it multiple times. So I watched that movie a lot as a kid. He might have even been a vet, now that I think about it. Um But yeah, so you wanted to go check it out. I said, okay, it'll be at least interesting. <laughs> you know.
1: What'd you think?
0: I enjoyed it so much. I mean, just just from like a cinematic standpoint, it really recreated the like look and feel of an 80s movie. Just yeah. the the tropes, like the the narrative tropes, the character tropes, even just the quality like the quality of the images was very like 80s throwback so Mm -hmm. in terms of like not trying to reinvent the the wheel but like capture the vintage quality of the original I thought it was pretty good and then there was like tons of little interesting like tidbits we talked about it right as we came out we should have done the podcast right then but Uh. um I don't know there were some choice lines like sergeant or whatever he was captain was he a captain he was a captain part of the part of the yeah tom cruise's character was like you know everyone's like why don't you get far why 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 because he because he he was a bad boy oh right he didn't want he didn't want to move up the ranks he just wanted to fly his fast planes and he was real good at
1: it Uh, but i mean there was so much shit in there that was like unrealistic (laughs) that (laughs) that they would have kicked him out they well they wouldn't have kicked him they were forced him like reassigned him yeah
0: I liked the line that was like you're not even a captain by now or hell, at the very least a senator. I liked that. I thought that was really cute. And then
1: spoiler alert.
0: What? Spoiler? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not really a spoiler. It was just like a funny line that it, I thought was really cute how it nodded to like the the bedness of the <laughs> the US government and the military. And then I had to ask like how many people who are in the senator in the House or in those positions are veterans, but we didn't look it up. No. I'd be curious to know. Um, what other good little bits were there? There's a bunch of stuff right after it that I thought was really funny, but... I,
1: I don't remember. I just remember all the glaring inconsistencies <laughs> with reality of flying. Well, <laughs> it
0: was interesting that the actors were in actual fighter jets, fighter planes, planes, jets
1: that's um that's not necessarily true though they just didn't use green screen that doesn't mean they were actually flying oh
0: that's what i was asking you though i was like are they in front of a screen if it's not even if it's not a green screen it could have been a video screen yeah it makes it look like they're in the jets getting like spun around and they're you know uh, uh, getting
1: like i think i think think i I don't think they were actually flying f-18s like oh I think those were actually specialized pilots that were flying them but you can film someone sitting in one acting yeah
0: yeah or like a hydraulic one have you ever been in one of those one of those came to the mall once what like
1: a vr thing yeah or a flight simulator (laughs) I remember
0: in high school my friends and I got really stoned in the mall parking lot to go to this like flight simulator that was at the (laughs) mall and we went in and it was so bad it was like 60 seconds and it just kind of like Shook you around a little bit. We were so disappointed. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So you didn't like the inaccuracies because you have been in those. Have you been in? You haven't been in those planes. No, I
1: haven't flown an F eighteen, but, but I mean, there was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of shit that they were doing that was like not realistic
0: oh like you mentioned something about the visor the
1: visors they had clear visors on which you would be blinded because when you're flying it's just so incredibly bright to be up that high mm-hmm. um they, uh yeah they've got full tinted visors mm. um I can't remember what else. That was one of my
0: favorite cinematic moments in the beginning when he was about to hit Mach ten, and he had on his special helmet, but it had little like lights, lights inside his face. inside the helmet, <laughs> which there'd be absolutely no reason for except to look badass on screen. It was great.
1: Oh, stuff! When they're pulling G's, <clears throat> there's—I don't know what it's called—but ha- basically, when you're pulling G's, like the the flight suit they wear is called G suit, and it has these tubes in it that inflate to push the blood back up into your brain. Um, and there's also a breathing exercise you have to do. And uh, like, like Tom Cruise's character was kind of doing it, but I know they they didn't do it because it'd be ridiculously loud and annoying to like listen to as an audience as, as mm. an audience. But you have to like do these, like, really controlled, like, diaphragmic... Is diaphragmic even a word? Sure. Um, like, breaths, and you're kind of going, like, and they weren't doing that at all. (laughs) That's intense. Um, Otherwise, they'd pass out, right? Yeah, it's to help keep you from passing out when you're doing high-G maneuvers. Um, but, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that kind of stuff is also what I was really excited about doing to fly fighter jets, is, like, I want to do... Hygiene maneuvers, aerobatic flying. Adrenaline. <laughs> Adrenaline. Dog fighting, all that stuff. But dog fighting's not really a thing anymore, just because of where the tech- technology is Which was, was also
0: a major plot point of the movie. It was like, you boys, this is going to be your last mission. You're going out with the drones. <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Real high stakes Hollywood.
1: But, yeah, with missiles and all of that. Like, dog fighting is technically... Um, two aircraft trying to shoot each other down with the machine guns. I forgot the... There's another word for it when you're using missiles, but, yeah, because of missiles and radar, you most of the time you shoot down someone, and you're never really that close to them.
0: One of the other things about the movie that just really had me was, like, how much pain and suffering and emotional turmoil everyone was in. Like, the plot really hinges on, like... Goose, who's the guy from the first movie, died in Tom Cruise's character's arms, and now this new battalion, or whatever you call it, troop unit, what do you call it?
1: Oh, uh, they assembled this squadron, I guess.
0: Squadron. Uh, the, the guy, his old best friend's son is in it, and so they have this whole, like, you know, surrogate father uh, relationship. relationship dual drama that's, like, playing out throughout the movie. And they're just in so much pain, and it's like, yeah, it's really fucking traumatic. Your friend died in your arms. But then it's all in service to this mission, which is basically them, like, uh, destroying a uranium storage place in, like, a nondescript Russian country. <laughs> Russian-esque. Yeah, Rus- it, yeah Russian. Like <laughs>
1: Eastern <laughs> European vague. So there's this,
0: like, anti-Russia propaganda or whatever, uh, and uh, and just people suffering so much, and then the payoff is, like, everything turns out okay, and all their suffering was worth it because they got the <laughs> uranium or whatever. It's a
1: uranium enrichment facility. It was just for like, yeah, it wasn't like we're
0: saving lives. It's like we're destroying a uranium enrichment
1: facility, which I guess
0: their theory is like that. It was an
1: illegal uranium enrichment facility, okay? Right. No one else was supposed to have that.
0: Anyway, the whole thing was just like, wow, like this is what, you know, this is what the point of movies like this is to create this emotional connection to the characters who are doing these missions to make us feel some kind of like ch- like charge when we see actual like you know, things happening on the world stage that are similar. You know what I yeah. mean? I feel like it's really I, meant to get into your heart and soul because it relates to things you've experienced, my daddy issues or whatever. Yeah. Fuck, you know? I
1: think even more, it's a recruiting tool because sure. you're seeing like, Oh, look at all this cool shit they're doing. I'm going to go sign up. And yeah, what they don't tell you is like mm, 90% <laughs> of the people that sign up. They're not doing cool job. No. Quote unquote, cool hero jobs like that. You're like fucking right. hauling fucking cargo Like between bases or other kinds of shit like that. I think I think it's a very small amount of people that are fighter pilots. A very small amount of people that are like special forces. Like the rest, vast majority of the military, you're in a support role.
0: (laughs) They might have even been lying to you when they told you if you signed up you were going to be a fighter pilot. You know, like why wouldn't they lie? They're cops. They're world cops. No, but you sign a contract. But, yeah, I feel like it's multi-pronged. It's basically to, uh, you know, manufacture consent for Mm -hmm. all the doings of our evil cop country, you know? So that was all really fascinating, and I was like, (laughs) wow, the way they pull at your heartstrings for this shit. But, you know, I don't watch a lot of war movies anymore, but I feel like I did as a kid, because it's just, like, shit that, you know, is around. Around. Movies. Around, around. Yeah, but so that was interesting to watch a little... A little uh, imperialism propaganda, imperi, imperi prop. (laughs) A little imperi prop with you. I, I thought it was really fascinating. It it was a good reminder not to just like poo poo shit because it's evil, but like look, look at the evil. Look at straight, straight down the barrel, and and and, why not? And examine it. Yeah, a little peek. It was great. I'm really glad we went. It was great. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Tom Cruise is something else. He's, he seems like a weird dude.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen Going Clear? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's balls deep in the Scientology. That's right.
0: right. Yeah, and there was like a little, I don't know if it was just because we went to the Lamley and it was like a Lamley thing, or if it's at the beginning of every Top Gun screening, but it was like Tom Cruise speaking directly to camera, thanking us so much for coming in (laughs) person. To this movie that he worked so hard on. It was very creepy well, and very you weird. You know,
1: they were. That movie was supposed to be released like three years ago. Yeah,
0: they worked all through COVID but restrictions. He had that, rant, that wild rant that got. No, taped. it
1: was done before COVID. Oh, it was done before? Yeah. COVID? Oh, I thought no, like they, they threw it. They oh. held it off because of COVID. Oh, you know, Tom to Dews is s- a he producer. It, yeah. He's got to get his fucking money. He wanted his
0: like big screen time, not just direct to Netflix.
1: But the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Then the other thing that really struck me was one of the lines in the very beginning was like, these are the best of the best of the best pilots, and that's why they're called Top Gun. And then it really just (laughs) dawned on me, like, in terms of, like, gun, like, this concept of gun, which is very huge, you know, once again, a, a focal point of national conversation and online discourse, I guess. I thought that was really interesting. Guns, gun control... And then the top gun, which is the military <laughs> fleet, or whatever, the biggest gun. Although I wouldn't say that... The Yeah, is there even a fighter squadron? What? Like, anymore? What do you, you mean? You said that there's not really, like, dogfighting squadrons. I said
1: there's either. not... Dogfighting, dog I would say, very rarely happens. But yes, there are tons and tons of fighter, fighter jet, jet fighter. squadrons. Yeah, I mean, there's the whole Air Force, which is... All fighter... Not all fighter jets, but I mean, it's... The whole Only point the of air. it is yeah. planes, yeah. Um, no, yeah. There's there's plenty and plenty of attack aircraft.
0: So then I thought that was interesting too, and I guess that brings us to it segues into our second topic, which is the topic of <clears throat> the topic of the week. Guns. The current thing again.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a fucking terrible thing that we keep having all these these shootings. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of rhetoric, I guess, that going around with it, that's also like super disturbing to me. Mm -hmm. Like I would say like the quote unquote liberal left is like banging the war drums of like gun control, gun control, gun control. But Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't really think about what the history of that is Mm -hmm. and how that will be implemented. Like gun control literally Started in this country to keep guns out of the hands of black people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The
1: Black Panthers Mm -hmm. are the reason we have gun control in this country because white politicians did not want black people protecting themselves, arming themselves against police, and uh, all of the fallout with that. Like, that's gun control is literally racist Mm -hmm. because. You know, when you restrict guns or make more restrictive laws on guns, guess who those are going to be enforced against? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Black people. It's not not... not going to apply to people with money. It's not Mm -hmm. going to apply to the vast majority of white people. Do you think the
0: president's not going to have, like, Secret Service anymore? (laughs) No. (laughs) Like,
1: come on, let's think about this. When you make these restrictions, who, like, I think most people will agree that we will... That we live under systemic racism. Who who are these laws going to affect the most? Mm-hmm. They're not going to affect people who are using illegal guns. They're because... not going to affect the military. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the these these laws are going to be st- straight up going to incarcerate more black and brown people. Mm-hmm. Like end of end of discussion. Like I'm not saying that there shouldn't be things like. You know, we live in California, which has the strictest gun laws. As someone who recently went through that, well, I guess maybe not that recently. No, cal- we had two, a we two had a- years ago. I bought my first firearm and went through that whole process. So I understand not every state is quite as stringent. Um, I'm not saying that it should be like Easier. as easy as you yeah. walk in and plop down your cash and walk out mm-hmm. with a fistful of bullets and a gun but
0: but people calling for it to become illegal to own a gun yeah and just and just
1: blindly calling for it not thinking about or researching what does that mean what what exactly are going to be in these written into these laws how is that going to affect
0: people and also i mean if you are someone who's interested in abolition of the police of the prison industrial complex you need to realize that when you are relying on these like on law, on legality, to solve really systemic issues, you're yeah. giving you're giving power back to the state, back to police, back to you know ju- the judicial system. This
1: is not. This is not. It's not an abolitionist not, stance. No, no, we're, we're not trying to live in a more authoritarian no. state. Like this is bullshit. Yeah.
0: So that being said, this is a complicated issue because there are, you know it's like what what we have here in California. Like you've been through that process. If you haven't listened to that episode, I think we called it Pew Pew. It was about something like that. It was yeah. about Tamba buying his first gun in the state of California, and we had a, a boisterous discussion about where we agree and where we disagree on what gun laws should look like or what gun ownership is like or could be like. But um, what was that process you went through? What do you think would make it? Wow, well, I feel like I already know the answer to this question. Like, what would what would be a better process for people to be able to obtain a firearm for the purposes of either self defense or hunting or you know sport, like well, got, like range? I share. don't know.
1: It's it's hard to say because I I can only speak from the perspective of a Californian. Yeah. Where you know we have extremely stringent gun mm-hmm. laws, um, so I can't really say
0: like some people suggest like mental health check or mm. you know things like um uh uh yeah having to I'm trying to remember I was reading something about like something else that's really stringent like if you want to get um uh an abortion in some states you have to go through like extremely stringent
1: like a mental health yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure
0: i'm not sure but um
1: Um, yeah i mean it's it's a tough it's a tough thing to dismantle because yeah i think a lot of people are very short-sighted in this and they Mm -hmm. they look at it and they say guns are the problem we need to get rid of guns right that is that's like a drop in the bucket. Like you have to look at the state of the of the place we live. Like mm-hmm. literally this country functions on violence. Right. Like people going to shoot up a school or anything is literally just this this is what we are indoctrinated mm-hmm. to understand. Especially, you know, if you are a disgruntled, like young white dude. Mm-hmm. Like what is everything telling you like you were owed you are owed certain privileges you should be getting this you should be getting that and if you don't you you can go and manifest your destiny mm-hmm. what it is go out there and take it mm-hmm. um so i think i think it's much more of a systemic issue than just saying like
0: it's a really deep indoctrination
1: it's yeah then we need to get rid of the guns mm-hmm. Say, so if you look at some places that don't have the same access to guns as we do, like, the UK, what are their stabbing rates like? People get fucking stabbed there all the time.
0: Right. I mean, so, yeah, and I'm always, like, kind of wary to do the stabbing, because so, I really haven't looked into, like, what that... Situation is with yeah. stabbings. I mean, you can't They've, mass stab people. You can't so, mass stab people, and I think people, that's the argument is like is, you yeah, you, true. you you can't go stab like fifty people within you know. I mean, I don't know how many rounds are in a gun, but however many rounds are in a gun in a small amount of time, you can't stab that many. Yeah, people, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So I think that's part of the argument is like these weapons are. They're not, you know, I feel like you've made this argument, too. The AR-15 is not a mil- It's not a military-grade weapon. But what it is do, not. But what do you need that many rounds for? Not for hunting. You don't need to shoot that many times when you're hunting. And well, so mostly for target practice. I mean, practice. it really
1: depends on where you live as well. Because mm-hmm. in California, like, the gun I use, the only difference between mm-hmm. that and an AR is the caliber of the bullet. Mm-hmm. Like, an AR is a semi-automatic weapon. It's not an assault rifle. An assault rifle has to be able to fire fully automatic to be considered an assault rifle. Like, like you hold if, down the in, trigger and it goes, it goes, keeps goes, going. Goes, yeah. Goes, yeah. I think in the media also like part of the, part of, uh, the misrepresentation in the media is they keep using assault rifle, assault rifle, yeah. assault rifle. And it's not, and it's not an assault rifle,
0: but it looks very similar <clears throat> to an assault rifle, which is It looks people... similar to an assault rifle. Yes. So it's a cosmetic thing or whatever.
1: But... Yeah. Um but, the but fact is, in in California, you know you cannot have a firearm unless you are a cop or military that has more than ten rounds in it mm. Um,
0: mm. oh so that's it that's it's ten yeah oh okay, got it
1: um so I think most of the time when you're hearing rhetoric about like quote unquote high capacity magazines, they're talking about other states mm. and mm. Uh I think I think usually standard with that style of weapon would be like a 20 or 25 round magazine. Mm-hmm. A high capacity magazine would be like 50 or 100 rounds. Like for that those, is a high capacity magazine. For those
0: who have never held a gun, been around a gun, examined a gun, learned about guns, the magazine is cuz not a lot of people not a lot of people I know have, you know, shot yeah. a gun. So a magazine is
1: where the is the where the the bullets are stored. Mm-hmm. and um it's like the little curvy it, thing that comes at the bottom that yeah what people would call a banana clip would be right. the curvy style my magazine's not curvy oh, mine's it's not. like a box um
0: so i mean there's like
1: and i'm not really i'm also gotta say i'm not like an expert no. with no, you're guns late or, on, gun, late gun or anything <laughs> like that as well um but, but i i think i do, i mean mm, my main point in this is, like, yeah. Take
0: yeah. our guns away. They should fucking take their guns away. Yeah, I also that.
1: do not trust the fucking cops to have all the guns. I don't trust no, the state I mean, as a black person. Mm-hmm. Like, all the ma- vast majority of these mass shooters are fucking, like, white supremacists. And these people are not going to be policed mm-hmm. heavily against having weapons. Mm-hmm. So I, I am not comfortable with... A, the white supremacist cops having all the guns Mm -hmm. and their white supremacist buddies who are not cops also being okay having guns. Mm -hmm. Fuck that.
0: And it's really disappointing to see so many people in our sphere once again, just kind of jump on this. Par- what I I've, I've come to see it as just parroting. Yeah. Where they just parrot Zelensky. We love Zelensky. Gun and, control now. Gun control now. Like and it's people also people aren't thinking about what you're saying. And then they're also abolish prisons. It's like, do you not fucking even stop for a second to think about the connection between these
1: things? And it's also I think a lot of people, a lot of what I perceive to be white people, also grew up in pretty safe neighborhoods if you go to a poor black or poor latino or poor immigrant community those are violent places the cops are there shooting people every day beating people every day Mm -hmm. like you're one exposure to violence like being not i'm not trying to minimize the tragedy and horrificness of a school shooting Mm -hmm. but is is that as opposed to someone who grows up in a community mm-hmm. where they're watching the state come in mm-hmm. and beat up their community members, their family, their friends, and kill their community members, their family, their friends. Like, there's a lot of people in this country that grow up in war zones, mm-hmm. quite literally, mm-hmm. with militarized police.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, taking that into account this, like, parroting of gun control now is to me yeah done without any cognition of those other experiences it makes it very clear that people aren't trying to look outside of their bubble of experience on like who who these things will affect historically who have they affected yeah you know like the move bombing or something like that right yeah like they were they were armed they were well well armed right because they
1: were armed I don't know how well armed they were but yeah because
0: they had to be because they were targeted too yeah. you know just like you said black and brown neighborhoods are targeted by police why wouldn't you respond in kind with self-defense
1: yeah and you know it's when you're in those neighbor- yeah when you're in those neighborhoods and you know the cops aren't coming to help you no one's coming to help you you have to mm-hmm. defend yourself hmm like, that's the, the fucking basis of why the Black Panthers were created. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, shooting a cop's not going to do much, you know? Yeah. you still end up in jail, but most likely, unless you're able to flee to Cuba or something. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's still just, like, it's, to me, like, really... <sighs> just... Uh... It's, I don't know. It's just it's very my, short-sighted. short myopic of, yeah, yeah, you know?
1: And it, I'm not saying that it should be, like, the Wild West, like, everyone right. just fucking having shootouts in the street right. and all of that. No, that's not what I'm saying, but...
0: Do we know if there are other proposals made? For example, more rigorous mental health checks. Some of the things that are proposed that aren't, let's take away everyone's guns because that's protected by the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. right? First, first, Second Amendment. Second. Um... So that's protected. In theory, it can't change. Although who knows? You know. But um uh, there are. It is up to states, like California has already done, to tighten their gun laws. And if it happens at a federal level, then there's more pressure, right, for states to do it. Or you have to do it if it's on a federal level. I think if
1: it's on a federal level, states yeah have, have to, to do it. it. I mean, they're. I, they I'm not. I'm not super well-versed on, like, yeah, that state versus federal law, but, I mean, there could potentially be a situation kind of, like, you know, California where they legalized marijuana, but federally it's still illegal.
0: Um, Um, Do you think things, like, like, what if if everyone who got a gun had to take a, like, white supremacist buzzfeed quiz <laughs> or something like that i don't know oh
1: that would that would be hilarious but it would be i weird. don't think the nra would fucking let that fly yeah um i mean that i i would be down with that <laughs> but
0: specifically buzzfeed because buzzfeed has become more does like... it have to be buzzfeed <laughs> yeah but buzzfeed has we become have... a more like credible news source we could have
1: some like some th- some psychologists or whatever like Come up with a test. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, and what would that look like? Because it's like, well, even just think about like a naturalization test. Think yeah. about how long people have to study and become, you know, become indoctrinated with American exceptionalism yeah. to become a citizen of America. Yeah. You know, um, the problem is, I think there are. We still live in an extreme, like, an extremely uh, polarized country. Yeah. And so who, 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 like. I don't, I'm not, I don't trust the Democrats to write some kind of like fair and balanced quiz to determine if someone's going to go shoot up, you know, a school or a church or target black people or whatever. No, but that's what I'm saying is like, who ends up writing those things? Who ends up creating the like determinants of whether you're going to use the gun correctly or not? Because that is another instance where they will figure out ways to say, oh, you're a black radical. You don't get to have a gun because you didn't. Check Remember that podcast
1: where you said "fuck the government"? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or yeah, they could be using social media background checks on people. <laughs> like they could, and that is also a question then, because you can't assume that it's like that new regulations are always going to work in your favor. They won't, yeah. no matter yeah. who is in power, because they're both. They're everybody is evil. Everyone who's going to be creating those laws is evil, <laughs> evil to the core. So. Yeah, I mean, right now you can get guns and you don't have to, like, flag yourself as maybe a more radical uh, person in doing that. But so, also, too, does the, you know, 18-year-old who wants to go shoot up a school, you know, and it fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I don't know if I'm not opposed to, like, some kind of mental health check thing, but, yeah, it's, like, who are the people designing that and then mental health
0: checks have always been racist yeah and, and it's also and yeah able, ableist. Are, are
1: there is it gonna be yeah from whose perspective will they be determining mental health
0: right it's always been racist ableist <laughs> sexist anti-bdsm <laughs> and, and everything in between that's psychiatry psychology you know yeah yeah so that is like another thing to consider is there's like a deep well of hatred in, in those fields as well, hatred for me And people. bias. And yeah. bias, yeah. So it's not a cut and dried question. I really fear, I, not fear, but I get very, like, concerned and disconcerted when I see people around me just be like, you know, just sort of blind parroting shit without
1: I, actually like, we need to have some discussions about this and what does it look like. Like, we can't just be like, yeah, do it and do it now. Well, like, and, d-
0: and discussions and at the end of the day, like, it is so deeply systemic. The only thing that's going to change it is bloody revolution. How do you have a bloody revolution? Guns. <laughs> and that's the fucking truth. It's true, but that I, don't I don't like because I don't, don't want to. I don't want to bear arms. I don't want to kill people. So I don't, so I don't like the truth. That. I don't like the truth. You know, I'm not ready for it, but it is the truth, and I know it in my heart. But, you know.
1: Yeah. I like, mean, the I discussion don't. Discussion isn't going to change I really, anything. Re- like, I don't think there's going to be really any major changes because it's like. This shit's been going on forever, and there's haven't really been any...
0: Well, gun laws have changed, you know, so they'll probably continue to change.
1: A little bit, yeah, but I, I don't think there's been any, like, real big radical changes. No, it's I mean, those slow were, changes. There that's was, sweet. like, oh, the assault weapons ban, hmm. and then...
0: When did that happen, in the 70s?
1: I think... I think... I think could, fucking could Clinton put that up.
0: Oh, you're right. It was night. It was between yeah. Yeah. Bush and Clinton.
1: But um, mm. I think under that you could still have an AR-15 because no assault weapon.
0: <laughs> I feel like I had read something recently. It did, about yeah. that. It changed in 2004 when it, Bush there. Bush didn't renew it. yeah. He didn't renew it. But an AR-15 is
1: not an assault weapon. So but that is
0: when mass shootings. Supposedly, I haven't looked deeply into the, the the data, but that is supposedly when mass shootings skyrocketed again.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it was. I don't think it. I don't think it was coral. I think it was. I think it was just like. What's is it? Correlations, Ca- causation? not causation. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I would have. Yeah, I'd really have to look back into what weapons were used. I don't think I'd it's say, out of the realm I'd say, of possibility I'd say that say Air fifteens are are very common, but yeah. they're not they're not assault weapons.
0: So that's like that's like a um it's like a talking point that isn't Yeah. Relevant. But, I mean there's a lot of But it's relevant if you want to say, Oh, it's the Republicans who are making mass shootings happen or whatever. The gun law that was Lapsed when yeah. Bush was president. I I am just kind of talking on my ass. I don't actually know, that, but I do know I saw that information somewhere. How, yeah. how accurate it is, I don't know, because it was like a fucking gun control meme. I
1: think it's definitely correlate. It's it's they happened at the same time, but I don't think that it's necessarily a causation.
0: So this is just our <clears throat> our it'll be our semi annual reminder to like do, just look some stuff up and stop. <laughs> Parroting whatever the, everybody else in your circle is parroting, and try to think for yourself. I don't know, <laughs> or at least think like Temba. <laughs> no, don't think like me. Think like yourself. I'm don't kidding. think like me. If you can't think for yourself, at least think like Temba.
1: I, I don't know if that's the move. <laughs> I really don't. I think everyone everyone needs to.
0: Some- Be in their own
1: power <laughs> and their own fucking like discernment. Like, do your own research and learn do-
0: from people around you too. Well, yeah,
1: listen, listen to people who have different ideas and opinions. Watch than Top you. Gun like, too. You don't learn anything if you're only like fucking in a dogmatic echo chamber. Which I think that that's like the biggest thing that just grosses me out about people.
0: You know, I'm actually trying to work on that myself because sometimes I'm coming upon people who like. I might have followed a while back because I really liked something they were talking about mm-hmm. at the time and now there'll be something they're talking about now that I just hate so vehemently and I do feel this like, knee-jerk reaction to be like, fuck this person. And then I say with it and I'm like, this is really, really important that just because I don't agree with this one point I continue to ingest and digest this uh, this other opinion. I agreed with them on some other shit. Maybe yeah. there's a kernel of truth there even if I don't, absolutely will never agree with the overall thing. Yes, yeah. and you know?
1: it's... People are just people. We're all different. We ought and to be. We're, I just, I really don't believe in, like, thought policing. Like, yeah. you know, do what's right for your mental health, especially uh, if you're like, oh, no, I really, I can't fuck with this person. That, That's fine. But mm-hmm. don't try to, you know, control and legislate what other people think.
0: And, like, even take in some shit that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, it's
1: fucking good for you. It is
0: good. It <laughs> is a part of a healthy, balanced diet. You're not going to eat mush corn every day. It's not good (laughs) for you to eat mush corn every day. And a lot of what you see in your bubble ends up being just mush corn. Because it's the same propaganda chewed on and spat back and chewed on again and spat back over and over again. Get a little uh, celery in there. Get a little crunch. Get a little zest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Spicy pepper.
0: Put a little pepper in your mush. I think it's good for you. that being said spicy zesty
1: oh we did some shit the other weekend that we hadn't done in like three (laughs) wow that we haven't done in like three years
0: yes we went to our first play party last weekend which was really really good to be back in the saddle
1: yeah um i was selling some of my personal kink shit i made we had a couple of sacred sages and pieces there as well
0: which was like kind of an, un- uh, it had that unintended effect that I think we forgot about, where people see them for the first time and are like, what is this? And then they're freaking oh, out. Oh,
1: I wasn't upset about it at all.
0: <clears throat> I just forgot about it. Oh. Because I wasn't really planning on interacting with the table, and then people kept uh, talking about those things. And I was like, should yeah. I be over here? I don't know.
1: I don't, I, I was try- trying to.
0: You were, you dealt. You did it. <laughs> you did, you did good, babe. So you were selling your floggers and paddles and canes. And for like first part of the party, right?
1: Yeah, I originally was only gonna do like two hours, but I think maybe did like three or four, maybe. Because I was in there. feeling
0: it, I I I had like an office chair sitting next to you, but I could kind of like swing in and swing out and swivel around and, and the, hold court.
1: The tabling area we could kind of see. There's a bunch of performances as well, so we yeah. could kind of see the performance area right from there. So. It was kind of like, why not? Yeah, um,
0: it was great. It was great to be out.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It was kind of, I don't know, I think part part of that was a little difficult because it was like half rave. Yeah. It was one but, of those parties that was like. Yeah. Was maybe more than half rave. It was like mostly kind of like. Things to look at. <laughs> rave. Yeah. And then partial play party. There weren't like a whole lot of people there that came to play like Seemed like it was more or like... they
0: did, but there wasn't like a public play space, which I guess I misunderstood. There was like a there's like a glass room in this event in this venue, and that was where all the DOMs slash pro people party pros who were invited to um, demo on on you know volunteers people who wanted to experience that. But I guess I had thought that that room was going to be for everybody to use. And then it didn't seem like it was. So there wasn't really any furniture to play on.
1: There was like one horse and then there was the St. Andrew's Cross.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sa- that was on the outside. But, yeah. Um, so we ended up, uh, after you were done tabling, doing like a short scene. A short impact a little scene. little impact scene. Yeah.
1: A little flogging. A little paddling. A little rubber flogging, punching, a little punching, slapping,
0: and horsetail, right? And
1: horsetail. You got some good marks.
0: I got some great marks and it was fun to be a show off again. Yeah. It's been a while
1: liked it. yeah.
0: And you had your cattle prod, but I did say I do not want to be cattle prod yeah, at the party. Yeah, I just brought it. In case someone was curious. I love my cattle prod. I told you <laughs> I'm going to make you a holster, a tooled leather holster for it, so that you can wear it at the party, and people can be like, what's that? And you be like, would you like to try? And you don't have to would, feel creepy I wouldn't say it like it. that. You should, though. <laughs> would you like to try? <laughs> um,
1: I think, I feel like that style of party it was very difficult because it they had there was like a separate room that was kind of like a dance floor and then like the big main area but they like put a speaker out in the big main area which was making it really hard to communicate with you like while we were playing because we were kind of like right by the speaker
0: did i say i was gonna do a symbol i was gonna do a Mm. tap if i need or i was just gonna come back if i need to stop
1: yeah but i I don't know (laughs) i think i just let like when we dom together or yeah when I'm just doming like I kind of like to be able to like go over and whisper in the ear and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's just not that possible when there's yeah. a speaker
0: and I think that's party play in general too yeah. it is often a little louder I even remember the first obsidian party we went to that was like something I felt into it was like, mm-hmm. and I think that was my first you know not my first play party, but my first play party doing, like, a scene, you know? Yeah. And I did notice, yeah, it's loud. It's harder to communicate. And, but that's also up to us to figure out nonverbal communication. True. Um, what else were some things we were talking about? So, first of all, we want to say we thought it was, a, it was a cool and interesting party. And it's always interesting. To, and it was their first time. And they will probably do more. Um, but it's always interesting to see the choices that are made in these parties because we do hope to do one ourselves someday and it's interesting to think like well how would we do it what choices will we make yeah and i think one of the things we saw on the flyer which like
1: motorcycles going by
0: (laughs) um you brought up and i think is a really important thing for organizers to be thinking about was this um cis cis het male is that what it said
1: yeah i don't think it wasn't on the flyer it was like on the instagram oh, okay. post that they were posting that their like first tier of tickets had sold out and the party was billing itself as a bipoc friendly or bipoc uh centered yeah uh space um And then, yeah, it was, like, day of the party. They were talking, saying, like, oh, this tier of tickets is sold out. This tier of tickets is sold out. And then it said, like, somewhere at the bottom, like, if you're a cis male, the tickets available at the door were, like, I think
0: $45. Triple? Uh, I think it was... It was, like,
1: double or triple the price for other other people. Right. Which is, I don't know, to me like kind of fucked up, cause you're like, okay, you're making this party. It's supposed to be like, you're like, the original. I think the original first set of tickets were like a deep discount ticket for BIPOC people, mm-hmm. um, and then, so, day of party at the door tickets, if you happen to be a black cis van, then you have to pay triple. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're also setting up this weird, like, hierarchy kind of, we were talking about. It's very reminiscent of, like, like the old club. Bottle uh, club culture. Bo- yeah, bottle club. Like, when, when we were younger and clubbing, like, often it would be like, ladies, free, guys, 40 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which, which is kinda- almost
0: like a weird, which to me, I, I have experienced, Experience in those scenarios and it is a type of it's not sex work because it's not work to be there as the woman but it is predicated on a kind of access to sex access by, to by, women yeah. yeah. access to women and I say this as someone who was one of the like hot party girls who got to go in with the bottle guy the guy who bought the bottle for the table and then he had a bunch of friends come in who feel as though you're there to possibly go home with them Yeah, and it's a part of this culture and I was very happy to be a part of it at the time but looking back on it I'm like whoa that's crazy that is like it's not sex work but it has this reminiscence of some kind of sex work adjacent arrangement that exists in the world
1: yeah but it's I mean it's like almost kind of like more fucked up because it's like we're not as a as money. a femme in that space, you're okay. not agreeing. You're not like I'm coming here to do sex work. No, it's well, it's, and you're not. it's like a venue leveraging, right. Like your body. Yeah, it's it's taking <laughs> for it their in. own de- devices.
0: Exactly, and I think you know, I was probably like 20. I was I was young and like single for the first time in my life when I was doing that. So yeah. I didn't even you know see it until much later when I really saw it, and mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's wild that I was a part of that. um racket which is what it is you know
1: Uh, and i'm not saying we're not saying that this party was doing it with that intention at all it's just we're saying like this is what it reminds us of like i i kind of get you know what they're going for with it but i think there's like there's a different there's a better way and also or a different way you can do it also
0: for a space that is centering bipoc people to me that like cis men cis het men pay more it presupposes like a predatory, it like imposes like a predatory intent on Mm -hmm. cis het men. To me, that is like the implication is that they have to pay more because they tend to be more of a nuisance or something in these spaces. And if it's also a space that's supposed to like, you know, prioritize BIPOC men and women and non-binary people, but for the men to feel like they're coming in as a presumed predator, Doing, saying that to, like, a black person is, like, yeah. a really fucked up thing to, to, to presuppose about them, you know? So there's also that, and, and I think I think it's such a tradition in certain spaces, and I think it's a tradition that needs to die.
1: Yeah. If you I, want
0: to have an inclusive space, it needs to be die. Be inclusive. It has like, to die.
1: It's like, if you want to have an, a queer exclusive space, that's fine. But don't say it's inclusive and exclude people with... Yeah. Uh, aside from like a financial pe- penalty
0: right uh, and penalizing them for being you know presumably a nuisance you yeah. know At, or a predator which mm-hmm. i feel like is the implication i don't know i don't like it
1: there's it feels something there's something school. yucky about it
0: yeah it feels old school and yucky and like come on we're all adults like maybe you should just have dungeon monitors
1: <laughs> yeah like that's a little it's more like,
0: normal it's sh- like have dungeon monitors if there's a problem people have, know who to go to yeah have
1: very clear like on the flyer say like you know cis dudes or it shouldn't even be cis dudes it'd be like theirs will be no fuckery tolerated because
0: i've been groped by i have been groped by women in those spaces but dom women and
1: i yeah i've witnessed women being extremely men we have inappropriate we have
0: witnessed at a kink party we were at one of the on-duty doms who is supposed to be asking for consent and everything groped a friend of ours a man i I think that he he identifies as a man Groped him without his consent or pulled on him or did something without his consent. Yeah. It is not just cishet men no. who are doing these things in these spaces. And I think it's incredibly a, a huge oversight and a disservice to the community to just put, put some label on somebody and assume they're a predatory nuisance because they, they identify as this or that gender. You yeah. know, it's pretty gnarly. And I think they could do better in that aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely I think if uh, we or I get invited back to another one, we'll make a I think we that. should definitely bring that up.
0: Yeah, and you know there, and people were looking out for each other. There, there was a friend of mine who would be either self-identified or identified as a cishet man who, like, was talking to me and kind of stumbled, like, he he lost his balance and stumbled over and somebody thought that I was being uh, nuisanced by a cishet man who appeared to be drunk because he stumbled while mm-hmm. we were talking to each other. And a friend of mine walked by and immediately checked on me, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. And then, you know, it was like a split second, but yeah, I'm fine, and then tried to help him up, you know. So, yeah. My friend just... Loss is balanced, you know, but it looked like this nuisance cishet man who's maybe drunk bothering my friend. Mm -hmm. My point being, like, that is something to be looking out for in this space. People are definitely on higher alert when it's, like, apparently a dude doing it than if the same thing were happening with someone perceived to be not a dude, Yeah, you know? Um, But we should be looking out for each other. Looking out for everybody. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: I mean, there's a high alert in that moment and I know why it was yeah. a high alert and I appreciate that there was a high alert because if it was that situation and I was not in a, a comfortable situation I would hope someone was looking out for me but it wasn't that it's just interesting you know yeah I think the more that gender and uh, the more that like gender and sexuality becomes like an ever broadening spectrum maybe we need to rethink like the assumptions that we're making about people based on their gender
1: Absolutely. Or, yeah, their perceived gender. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and that should go first, you know, cis that men too. Yeah. You know, they are not all predators. <laughs> as, little, as much as they're, some people would like
1: plenty of them that are, have been predated on. That's
0: right. That is a and... whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, I think that's the update for month of june pride month as it were
1: well we just finished may we
0: oh yeah update for may <laughs> june's over happy pride pride is over pride's over
1: <laughs> pack up all your corporate rainbows
0: yep um so yeah until next time
1: we will see you in june the end of june okay. Bye. Bye. thanks for listening to cosmic halitosis
0: If you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us, email us at cosmic, with a K, halitosis, cosmichalitosis at gmail.com.
1: Please subscribe and like the podcast.
0: And you can follow us on our personal Instagram accounts, I am Gorgeous Taps, and Temba is Tembizzle, T-E-M-B-I-Z-Z-L-E. Thanks for listening.